And we are live. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am one of your co-hosts, Blake Rafino, and alongside me is the Notre Dame man himself, Joe DeLeon. Good evening, sir. How are we doing? Good. I'm still feeling pretty good after the Notre Dame win. I'm ready to play a really difficult opponent this week in Tennessee State, led by Eddie George. It's worth bringing up. Uh, No, but I'm feeling great. We've got a real slate of games today to talk about. We've got two today. We're going to have three more that we're going to talk about on Wednesday. It we're in the season, man. It feels so freaking good now. I, I'm I'm so glad that we're and I've said this on every single open. I'm so glad that we're in the rhythm of the season already. It just it feels so good. It does feel good. And you know, we do have three games that we'll talk about on Wednesday, but we even could push LSU and because we'll do our show before then, but we could even push yeah. LSU and Florida State till Sunday, but we'll probably do that one twice, unfortunately. But that is the premier matchup of the weekend. But today we talk is prime time. Coach Prime, going to be prime time against TCU. We'll touch on that. And I know that we're – this – I do – I kind of want to start off here. Mm-hmm. I know that we're talking about Florida and Utah, and I kind of want to start off with that one. Listen, today it was not – look, your boy out there in Utah, their HC, what did not want to talk about his first and second string quarterback. Everybody keeps calling me crazy. The line continues to move in Florida's favor – I'm just saying. Okay, but if you have an advantage, a competitive advantage to pretend that your starting quarterback isn't going to play and confuse the hell out of a brand new defensive coordinator who might be a really good defensive coach, you still have an opportunity to really screw up his game plan if you convince him that a different guy is going to play. Is that not a, a competitive advantage? I, I think it's more of a competitive advantage when the third string quarterback starts. For the team, for the defense, I don't give it. I don't give two Rudy Poos what they call and what they run. If they got to throw the football in any juncture of the game, uh-huh. they may be in trouble. I think Cam Rising is going to play. I, I, I think this is all a ruse. Yeah, but a, a, an ECL recovery that's going to take this long—that's why I'm not really buying. So he's only nine months into it. Is but the typical recovery window is not. It's shorter than yeah, nine months now. Dr. James Andrews puts it at 12 months. Some guys come um, back before then. But I will, let me tell you something as someone who's who's had it from him. Mm-hmm. You're not coming back before 10 months. You're not. Well, that was so, 20 year, years ago. Not 20 years ago. Sorry, 10 years ago. That God, was really disrespectful. God, God. That was disrespectful. I'm sorry. I am you, sorry. You <laughs> <is an> old <laughs> bastard. Joe, 20 years ago, I was a freshman in high school. Ten, 10 years ago, and we, I think we can agree that medical advancement has been rapid for these ACL recoveries. I mean, like, Jamison Williams was was ready to go uh, for the NFL season midway through after suffering. I don't know. I, months after. Yeah, maybe my mental math is not going Yeah, so your well math right is here. horrible, just like how I had to come in here and change everything up because you spelled Florida with two A's. Did I? Yeah, I no. had to change it. Uh-uh. Florida. <laughs> uh, I have a broken keyboard. That's why that, that was spelled oh, like that. Spare me. Everybody keeps talking down on Florida, man. Y'all can continue to do it. Look, I'm not saying they're going up to the mountains and winning, but everybody telling me and trying to convince me that this is going to be a 20-point game is y'all, y'all are outlandish. Outlandish. If you think Utah much less can put up 20 points, they couldn't do that barely a year ago with Cam Rising. Okay. That's a good point. But I'm supposed to believe that they're going to beat Florida by 20. 
Joe, the only way that happens if Florida doesn't score, which still may could happen. <laughs> so there's it's a very lot, interesting matchup. There's a lot that I think could go into this. Um, I think that depending on the quarterback play, like that's the big key here is Graham Mertz. And I know that we're going to dive into it is like what happens when he shows up? Is this a relocation that is going to be beneficial or is it just the same guy that stinks that is going to hold back this Florida team? I don't know. I think we could – that's what makes makes this game, I think, out of any other game that we're talking about for week one. It could go either way. It's either going to be a blowout or it's going to be a really close football game. I don't think Florida finds a way to win, though. I, I really don't. Florida can still run the football. So can Utah. Utah, but the, but Utah. Okay, we'll get into it. We'll get hey, into we're, it. Yeah, we're, okay. And we'll get into primetime at TCU. Why I again don't I don't know if TCU covers. The the 30 points about, that are being thrown out there, the 20 points or whatever it is. Yeah. So you want to talk about having absolutely no idea what a team's gonna do. Mm. They have no idea what they're gonna do offensively. They yeah, have we, some semblance. They really don't know. No. There's a lot of fun, flashy names. Are we going to get some exposure to Travis Hunter at receiver? There was even those claims very early on in the offseason that Cormani McLean could maybe play some receiver. I don't know. This could either go terrifically well or horrifically wrong in their first game. I just don't know how a team that has had that much roster turnover I is going to show up against a – ranked team against a team that was in the national championship last year that's got a really good coaching staff to put up a competitive fight against a team like that is a massive massive uphill battle yeah but here's the crazy thing they won't there still won't be they're still going to be better than they were a year ago and you know what's even more nuts is if prime time figures out a way to win this game oh my goodness people are not going to shut up oh my god it's going to be obnoxious and we're here for it. So we'll break down yes. those two games. And Joe, at the end, if we have time, we'll talk a little ACC. Uh, I might just even mention it out out of the break, but we'll we'll, we'll see. ACC looking at SMU, Cal, and Stanford. So, um, so yeah, Chris H says his uh, ATN still at Florida. Yes. He is. So is Montreal Johnson. Don Scruggs says a bottom tier Florida is still better than a Pac four champion. I disagree with that. You can't. Okay. Until Thursday, you can't disagree with that. Until Thursday, okay. okay. All right, I'll concede that. that. I, I will. I will. Con, I will concede that. Okay. But I, you know, bit of a spoiler. I'm not picking Florida. Mr. On YouTube says Florida has a very underrated running back duo as well. They do. Yes. Johnson and ATN are really, really, really good. Fifteen hundred uh, rushing yards last year. I, I do like this nickname for you. Joe the Tool Stop. Man De Leon. You saw the clip that I posted for the for the other show? I did. I did. Um, and you know what's funny about that? We need to talk about this, but we'll talk about it at the break. Buddy, you gotta mount these TVs. I'm not mounting them. I refuse it's one TV. I refuse to mount it off of principle. I like the vibe. I the like only the reason TV you vibe. won't mount it is because people are telling you to mount it. Well, You're yeah, I mean I that way. I wasn't mounting it originally just out of pure laziness. Um, and I, I was going to buy a stand, an extra stand, not another mount, because I don't want to pay the you know, the rental crap. But 
Now everyone's telling me to mount it, so I'm not going to mount the thing. I refuse to. It's going to. So sit when on the your floor. girlfriend comes over, you have a TV on a on a. Yeah, TV yeah, she's right? completely fine with it. No questions asked. Oh, sure let, me questioning. Say, <laughs> let me say something. There's gonna there's gonna be. If there hasn't That's, been already, there's gonna be. That has been sitting there since April. That TV. That TV has not moved since April. Well, it's a red flag that she has not said something, buddy. Let me tell I you. I think it's a red flag for me. Maybe it's, I don't know. Yeah, it's a red flag for you, too. Mm -hmm. Clean up after yourself, Joe. I, my apartment's very clean. I'll take everyone through the apartment at some point. Very <laughs> clean apartment. My, I wife, clean would, up my wife would laugh if she heard me say that to you. <laughs> but she's, dude, she's a beast. My wife's a beast. All right. So let's get rolling. Everybody do us a favor by hitting the like and share. Share to all of those social media groups. Share to all of those social media pages. If you're listening to us on YouTube, like, subscribe, notification bell, wherever you listen to podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe. And if you're watching us on Fubo, welcome, welcome, welcome. Let's talk about our good friends over at betonline.ag. Don't go anywhere. We got a lot to discuss. Joe, I want to talk Florida, Utah first. Let's get that out of the way and then go to prime time. We'll do that next. Stay with us. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live in-game betting props and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag, BetOnline.ag. We're back! How can you get on me for the We're Back logo when you don't mount your TVs? But those are two completely unrelated things. Yeah. So listen, uh, can I tell you something? Yeah, yeah. Friend to friend. Okay. Put that thing up on something quickly. I, I'm gonna buy a stand eventually. I, I, I like the vibe though that it's on I, the floor. I, I contemplated today calling the housing department in LA. Oh, is, that, the, is that a violation of some sort? I have no of? idea, but you're in California, buddy. It might be. I instead of I'm gonna use the money that I would use towards buying a standard amount, and I'm gonna buy a third TV, and that one's also gonna be on the floor. And then I'm gonna have two floor TVs, and then it's just gonna keep piling up. Well, you know what? You might need to save that money because I'm five and zero oh this year on my pickums, and you are four and one. So mm -hmm. you better want to hold on to yep. that money. But we got a lot to talk about. So Joe, let's go Thursday. Utah takes on Florida, and what? You know, Joe, when when college football is right, this game is, is is up there as one of the better games in college football. You do have the Pac-12 champion, the reigning defending Pac-12 champion, going against a team that did beat them last year in Florida. The, look, there's one thing that I will say about Florida that uh, – and I've been somewhat consistent. I don't know – I do think that there are going to be some issues. I don't think that they will – I think they may go six and six. I think their ceiling is seven and five. I don't think they can get to eight and four. The only way I think they can get to eight games is if they win it in a bowl game. 
But, man, Paul Christ has come out multiple times and said what he believes that they underutilize Graham Mertz. They do have a pretty damn good offensive line out there in Florida. They have a good running game. Everybody continues to tell me, Blake, that Florida's going to go into Utah and get blown out. And, look, maybe they will. Maybe Napier is way in over his head. But, Joe, they Utah does not have not only Cam Rising, but they don't have their second-string quarterback either. And I, I feel like I'm the dumbest person in the world because nobody agrees with me here. How can you not put that at the top pedestal of, uh-oh, Utah might be in trouble? Because that line, Joe, has moved from 13. I don't even know where it's at now. But it's almost moved double digits. So do you think people know what's going on at Utah? And if Cam Rising's not playing, Joe, it is a massive deal. It's a quarterback. So I look at both of these and say, man, I think Florida could go up to Utah and upset them. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I Look, I understand – why there's concern for this game for Utah's in and for what you're talking about. We, we kind of have unintentionally become Utah haters on the show, which is kind of funny and it's really random. Um, if Cam Rising doesn't play and Bryson Barnes, as you're saying, is possibly not available because he's experienced. He's an experienced backup. He has had to step in before when Cam Rising has gone down. The uncertainty, I think, is still a ploy. To have this much con- of a concern coming out of camp like there, there has to be something that we're not being told. It's an advantage of the college football injury report system that it doesn't have to be disclosed the timeline of, of recovery, the timeline of return, who is going to be playing. If you are putting in the head of your opponent that you're not going to have one or two of your quarterbacks, that is going to disrupt their game plan. And again, Florida has a brand new defensive coordinator, completely brand new. He's been around the block. He's a young guy. But for him to have to prepare for multiple quarterback styles is going to lead to some confusion in that defensive room trying to get ready for this game. I think that it is optimistic to assume that Cam Rising could be available. Um, I also would not be shocked if this is not all a part of, as I've said earlier in this whole time, a way to to deflect and defer and confuse your opponent. But if Bryson Barnes is available and he plays in this game, I think that they're going to be fine because he's been in that quarterback room for a while. He's an experienced upperclassman that has had to step in and play some games before. Hasn't played a ton, but has played enough where he should be fine against Florida. I'm going to go as far as to say this. I'm not worried about Florida. Florida is going to do fine in their lower tier games, but Utah is a really well-coached program. For them to have the roster turnover, that's going to be a big key on today's show. The roster turnover to show up in this game without any issues with all of those young players stepping in at multiple positions, this is not the opponent to be figuring that stuff out in week one. They could get burned pretty badly because of all that. In Utah's depth chart, this is what they have at quarterback, Joe. You ready? Mm-hmm. Cam Rising, Bryson Barnes. They don't even have they don't they have no idea who their third dude is. Nate Johnson has been brought I'm, up as another guy. Okay. okay. Correct. But you but what I'm saying is they didn't even label my man on the depth chart. They didn't even put him in with him. They're screwing with him. No, bullshit. You got an SEC opponent coming into your building. What do you mean you're messing around? And if you are messing around, that's a bigger deal than probably anything that we'll talk about here today. 
Joe, they, they have inexperience at position groups. The reason that everybody was so high on Utah was because Cam Rising was returning. I look at their depth chart. They got another wide receiver in Micah Pittman who came in, and then they have uh, Spencer Fanot, the true freshman, who some believe is going to start at left tackle. Now, Florida has a true center or a true freshman center that may be there, but Utah has a true freshman. And I will tell you this. If mm-hmm. you think that Tyreek Sapp and those dudes won't expose a left tackle from Utah, you're outside of your box if you think that Florida still doesn't have dudes. I know that they had everybody in their mama, their grandmama, the coffee pot, the Keurig, the bananas that are in the nutritional center. All of that hit the transfer portal last year. I get it. I'm with you. They still have dudes that Utah won't see until they play Oregon. They don't, and they won't. Everybody comes into this game and tells me, Florida is horrible. Florida is horrible. I've even been to a place, Joe, where I said from an SEC standard, I agree. They're not going to meet up to that SEC standard. But there was a reason that I had Utah out, out of my top 10. They are not a top 10 team without Cam Rising. Everybody on planet Earth knows that. And even if Joe can't, as someone who's had two ACL surgeries, even if Cam Rising surprisingly makes some kind of appearance in this game, he's mm-hmm. not ready. You have to take hits on that knee. It would be foolish and ignorant to play him. The reason it's moving and that line continues to move the way that it is, Utah is not as deep as everybody thinks that they are. I look at their offensive linemen. Okay, you got a sophomore that's got to start at right guard. You have a junior that's coming in at right tackle. I look at you defensively. You had a red-shirted freshman at defensive tackle that you're that you're putting in. You have two sophomores, Joe, in the secondary that literally you don't know anything about. So, yeah, I'm I am a little concerned if I would be Utah going into this. Now, I said this last week. I'll say it again. The players on the field have nothing to do with me and why I would pick Utah. You know what would make me pick Utah? What? The climate and atmosphere. Florida going up into the elevation, going up into a place where they're not familiar with, cramps, low endurance, low low, – what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, uh, Stamina. That would be why I would pick them because Florida might not be ready for that. But, man, I look at this game, and this is not going to be a knockout by Utah by any stretch. That's how – I don't know who to pick yet. I really don't. We'll probably do that on Wednesday. But I will tell you, I'm leaning more Florida than I am Utah at the current moment. Now, a lot of things can change, but that's that's where I'm at at the current moment. But watch me pick Utah on Wednesday because I'm a dumbass. Look, you made a a very interesting point that I think actually uh, helps my cause here. So, yes, Cam Rising, without him, Utah is not a top 15 team. They're not a ranked team. They're they're not the same team without having an experienced quarterback. Experienced quarterback play is one of the most important things in college football. And with a third stringer coming in, that's a problem. But you know what about Florida? Without Anthony Richardson, without the guy putting your team on your back, And then also having to, which you pointed out, travel all the way to Utah in a climate that you never, ever play in and that you can never replicate, which Billy Napier has basically said he's not taking that concern and that issue very seriously in preparing for, again, a difficult climate to prepare for. 
with all of that, I don't, I, I'm not betting on, on Florida. I look, I'm going to go as far as to say Utah covers. I think I saw somebody say the line was six and a half. Utah's covering that. I don't care who's at quarterback. I'm, I, yes, they won't put up as many passing yards, but Jaquindon Jackson is a dog at running back. They ran all over USC. We know how dominant that they can be up front. And I think with all these young players on the defensive side of the football for Florida, outside of Umam Yellen on their, on the, at the defensive end position, it is a group of who's who's. I'm not afraid of any of those other dudes. They're going to run all over them. If a team is going to be able to do that, it's Utah. They're going to be catching their breath from, from being up in the wind. And, and, okay, or up are in they the going to have 300 rushing yards and six touchdowns, four touchdowns, three touchdowns? I think I, I, I don't see why they can't score the over 30 points against this Florida team. The quarterback advantage in this game, ironically enough, as much as we've talked about it, does not fare Utah. It doesn't. It doesn't, but, but what have we seen from, from Graham Mertz that I'm going to sit here and buy stock in him to What have to you be- seen from a walk-on? They're not starting a walk-on. Joe, they literally today came out and said that they have not made a decision at quarterback and that it's a battle for the third for the third position. That's, you have Utah. Teams do this all the time. Nick's literally doing it right now that he's not going to – he said yeah, that he's not, not going to name walk their on. starter. But not with a walk-on. They're, the the walk-on's not even close to in the conversation, I'd be willing to bet. that's It's all a ploy. They're all – they have an advantage in the fact that Florida has to travel all the way to them, and they have a question mark at quarterback. If you think that Utah is just going to go in there and just score at will, but Joe, you know what Florida has to do? Stack the box. Play man-to-man coverage on the outside. Make With a who? Huh? With who? Joe, buddy, I don't mean this in a wrong way, mm-hmm. and I, I love you to death. This ain't no Rudy Poo-ass team from some shit-ass conference. This is not Oregon State. They have dudes on the defensive line. You better, when you get off this show tonight, you better go turn on some film. Because you if think, you don't, you're you going to be uh, – uh, flat. here's a white dude word for you – flabbergasted. You're going to be like that dude on that other show <laughs> who absolutely shit himself. <laughs> Notre Dame was as good as they were in the secondary. So Not the- fair. You're making me laugh. Um, you think Desmond Johnson? Somebody pointed this out. Really good. Really good. Damn point. You think Desmond Johnson's going to be able to 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 stay in every single snap in this game? Oh, dude, my man, my man, <laughs> he ain't gonna make it. <laughs> First and second down, he's coming off the field. There, there's no like fat so, jokes aside. He's coming off the field on first down, regardless of where he plays. Yeah, he's never been an every down player. No. He's not going to be able to be in the conditioning. My point is, is I am optimistic for the outlook for Billy Napier in the future, but 2023 is not going to be their year. They're recruiting really well right now for 2024. Florida's not Navy. I know it's not, and I never implied that and said that. Look, I am bringing this all back down to this, and I said this to you pre-show. That is a really funny comment. I said this to you pre-show that Josh Pate made a really good point. That last year, this time last year, no one thought anything of Michael Penix or Bo Nix. And they are right now in the, on the short list to win the Heisman. And Graham Mertz, maybe not finish as a Heisman finalist, could really surprise us and be a really good football player in a new setting. But I don't know what evidence we have to suggest that because all the evidence that we have of him playing in a respectable offense 
at Wisconsin. It's not like he was with a bad offensive coordinator or a bad offensive mind with Paul Chris running things. And he failed consistently. I'm supposed to think that he's going to show up. They, they need an Anthony Richardson type of performance out of Graham Mertz to win that game. Anthony Richardson beat Utah last year, not Florida. That's where I think we disagree. All right. So I highly disagree with you that Florida can't hang around here. I completely disagree with you. Okay. And the final point that I'll make with this, okay, okay. from a – I just don't understand why more people aren't putting the emphasis on this quarterback situation being a big deal. I know that everybody and their mama has said Florida will suck. I, I get it. And you want to stay with what you were consistent with all offseason. But we all had the anticipation that Cam Rising was returning. We all didn't have the anticipation that a left tackle was going to be a true freshman for Utah. Okay? Hold on, man. I let you go for five straight freaking minutes. Okay? That was five minutes, but continue. Joe, they literally, listen to this, mm-hmm. Toe Johnson, uh, 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 Vaki, and uh, Barton, all, all are sophomores or, or, or less. They are starting multiple true freshmen here multiple true freshmen defensively in the secondary. So if this were anybody else playing anybody, any other team, yeah, Graham Mertz had a bad year last year. Sounds good. We've seen a lot of quarterbacks early on in their career have really shitty performances. There were times, Joe, that Burrow wouldn't get to 50% completion percentage his first year starting at LSU. You got to give quarterbacks more time. If Graham Mertz goes out there and does something, everybody is going to say, okay, well, you know what? We were really off on Florida. Really off. Joe, they legitimately were running Mm -hmm. two-man routes in Wisconsin, and we're going to blame the quarterback. Two-man routes. So So give Graham Mertz time but not Anthony Richardson? Anthony Richardson did have time. He played the entire season before. He had nearly two twenty-four. Joe, he was losing to Vandy. Anthony Richardson's 21 years he old. He lost to Vandy. I know Graham Mertz played a lot more games than Anthony Richardson has. You know what he hadn't done? Get ready what? for it. You ready? He didn't lose to Vandy. Not yet, anyway. <laughs> I, I want to just I, I, one one right. one one final thing that I want to. I, I also wrote down the fact that Utah is playing nine underclassmen on that their their listed depth chart. They have nine underclassmen. One of them's their punter, so it's eight. I think that you're undervaluing the coaching that Utah has had on these young players and the development. Utah has been one of the best programs in roster development. Not a lot of redshirt freshmen that are going to come in and make an impact. It's usually those seniors and juniors, which is important for them. But you're talking about Lander Barton was the freshman of the year in the Pac-12, the defensive freshman of the year. He was a freshman All-American by some outlets. There are guys on that team that were important players that were underclassmen that were contributing in minor roles and that are now asked to step up. I'm, I'm more worried about Florida's guys 
that you brought in the transfer portal and that are young and inexperienced compared to the guys in Utah that I know are better coached. I at least have examples of those guys developing. Okay, whatever. The last thing I'm going to say on this that needs to be monitored, it was reported today that Florida will be leaving out to Dallas on Tuesday because of the They're hurricane. They're leaving early. They're leaving early. So <clears throat> here was the reason why last week when it started saying that the, people started saying there was a tropical depression in the Gulf, that I didn't come out and say Florida. I have seen the team that I cover on a day-in, day-out basis have to pick everything up, go somewhere, relocate, and then go somewhere else. It's not it's not easy. No. Okay. So more things about atmosphere and weather and travel worry me more than for Florida than actually Utah being better and beating them. So I there are parts of me that on the field wants to say Florida, but I do have to put the human element into this. And if you put a gun to my head right now, I would say Utah. That's why I said I was leaning to Florida. Does this continue to go on? Let's see what goes on with this hurricane or depression, and then we'll we'll make our ultimate determination there. Do you have a score prediction on this game? Not. I didn't write one down. Do you have one? I say seventeen four. I would say seventeen fourteen twenty to seventeen. Uh, if I had to go off the top of my head, I think it's thirty five to seventeen. Joe, I'm by that. All right, I'll make a little bet with you. You ready? One buck fifty for Jaquin and Jackson, two touchdowns. Okay. Well, may, well, they could score thirty five if they ran that much. What's the over under that they throw for two hundred yards? I mean, there's they're not running for two hundred yards. I mean, they're not I throwing two hundred yards. If uh, if Barnes plays, I think they get over two hundred. If it's Nate Johnson, I think, was the name of the third stringer. I think that they don't. They go under. They're just going to run the ball every single down. It's going to be first down, second down, quick screens benefit on third Florida, down. Florida, man. It's, that's benefit Florida. I'm telling you. Don't sleep we'll on see. it. All right. So you want to get to this Colorado TCU game? Man, who would have thought that before they hired Dion, would you have guessed that we'd be talking about TCU Colorado and it's one of the first games to kick off Saturday? Like what the what kind of backwards world are we living in right now? Yeah, we probably would never be talking about this game. You know what's crazy for TCU is that they scheduled these games so far out in advance. They thought they probably got themselves a Power Five rental win. Exactly, and, and now and then no one was going to watch, <laughs> and then no one was going to watch. Now everybody's going to be watching this game because of Prime to see what he does. Look. I'll start off here and say this. I'm it is it is not um what's the word I'm looking for? It is not a shock that I don't think TCU is gonna be as good as they were a year ago, coming from me. I do not understand where this top 16, top 15 love that they are getting is coming from. I do believe that Colorado has some athletes, but I got to see them. I got to see them beat TCU with what they did in the transfer portal before I picked them to do anything. Now, I am rooting for this to work. I really, really, really want this to work because it will change college football forever. Joe, if they go yeah. in there, even if they lose by seven, 14, whatever, and they look competent doing it, 
it is going to change college football forever. And so I'm kind of rooting for the chaos. I'm rooting for primetime. Now, prime doesn't like losing now, but I don't think that they I don't think that they have enough talent to beat to to win. They're gonna have to outcoach them. First of all, anyone who won ranked Colorado, two is outright picking them to win this game, uh, needs to get, you know, themselves checked. Uh, something's clearly wrong if you there because there were quite a few national people that were picking Colorado in their top twenty fives. Jokes aside, you you bring up a really good point. Colorado's not winning this game, but if this is a ten point game or less, that's a victory. That is proof that one, the transfer portal can be exploited, and two, the coach prime is a damn good coach and recruiter that he can get his team respectable enough to show up on the road. I think it's on the road. Play against TCU, a team that was just in the national championship, and keep it within two scores. That is a massive accomplishment. However, I don't think that's going to happen. Sonny Dykes has been around the block. He's been around for a very long time. He took a roster that did not belong winning as many games as they did last year and got them all the way to a national championship. We're not going to rehash any arguments that we had last year. But for him to do that, for them to have the roster turnover they have, all those guys leaving, I think that he's going to be fine preparing his team for this game. I, I really do think that they're going to cover the 20 points. I Like, what does Colorado have? Like, what, what do they have that I'm going to sit here and bank on? That That's so much roster turnover that they had. I agree, but. They do got some weapons now. Travis Hunter, look, he could come out and do something that we're not expecting. I know that a lot of people aren't on Sanders, the quarterback. I get that. Let's see if he can make the leap from FCS to FBS. He hadn't played in the FBS game. I think things could be really fast for him. Let's see how he how he does. But they do got some athletes, bro. They do got some dudes that they can hand the ball off to now. Offensive line might get pushed around. They're going to run a lot of counter. They're going to pull the ball, or they're going to pull the offensive lineman a lot. They're going to try to get Sanders out in space and run the football. They're going to run RPOs. They're going to run screens to Hunter. They do got some athletes, bro. I'm not saying that they're going to win. I'm not uh-huh. going to say that they're going to win because I don't think that they'll win. But I am rooting. Listen, I am too. I am too for the fun of it. I am cheering so hard that they, like, because think about what we talk about on Sunday if they win this. That basically Dion cut everybody, replaced him with everybody, and started winning. And you know what else he would say? Maybe a Pac-12 team that we weren't expecting to go on the road or go on the road and beat them. Maybe we start have to have second questions about that if they could sneak up and beat somebody they're not supposed to. So it is the ultimate, Joe, you cannot break this game down and say, well, they got this guy. We know that this guy can do this and X, Y, and Z. You have absolutely no idea what Colorado is going to do. Bingo. So, with that being <laughs> said, I am cheering for outright chaos. I, I am like, do you remember the movie The Dark Knight? Yes. Do you remember movies? when Joker is talking to Two-Face Harvey Dent and he goes, yes. it's chaos, okay? And they're in the hospital bed. 
Yes. I am saying that every so all the time. So literally, when I was sitting here all day writing down my notes, okay, as my good buddy Josh Pate would say, let me pop, let me pop my notes here, okay? As I pop my notes, I wrote down 17 times, I want chaos. And that's just how how it's gonna be. Now, Joe, what does it say for Colorado if they do win? I I think it's more of a concern for TCU than it is a, a quality for for Colorado. That's kind of where I'm at is that Colorado's not going to be competitive this year. Or, sorry, let me rephrase. They're not going to have a winning record this year. They can be competitive. And you you hit the nail on the head that no one can sit here and properly preview this game because there could be just random dudes that we've never heard of that are used in roles that we've never seen before. This is unprecedented. We've never seen somebody have this much turnover in, a, in the transfer portal or just transfers in general. It's never happened. And to try and predict what's going to happen is, is incredibly unpredictable. Um, I, I, if they somehow pull out this game, it's going to be because Shadur Sanders looks really good and that Travis Hunter makes some big plays defensively. I, I though, would be more pointing the finger at TCU and saying – they were frauds. That's my main takeaway. But again, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think that that's going to happen either. Um, it's so funny to me, too. Last thing that I want to say on this, because I do want to get to the ACC thing with you. Yeah. Um, the, the interesting thing for me is I don't think the world is ready for prom if he wins. Like, people are not going to be ready for the outright arrogance that's going to come out of that man's mouth. I mean, because it will be arrogance. And you know what? Somewhat rightfully so. Somewhat rightfully so. It will be like, hey, man, the dude did it. And so we'll see. Well, All I right. think that the, there would be an, um, the, to talk on that before we do transition, there would be one of the biggest heel turns ever in college sports, just sports in general, because it's going to go from everyone rooting for Dion for him to succeed everybody hating him and then everyone's gonna be like wait a minute this guy's a dick and he's gonna rub it in our face every single time we say something negative about him and we're never gonna hear the end of it it is it's kind of like with georgia you know like for me i was rooting for georgia and kirby smart and now I, i'm not saying i can't stand them but it's like i don't know if i want them to keep winning it's it's frustrating to see them succeed because they're constantly succeeding but it's gonna be that times 10 because Dion. well yeah it, every shit. time people have that take it's nothing to do but jealousy yeah, it's it, it, take your jealousy out of it. You know, yeah. Georgia's. You know, they're a good team. What is funny though, <laughs> by the way, your buddies over there at IB just got a uh, quote tweeted and tweeted by Barstool, <laughs> and um, yeah. it's not really going so well. Okay, so y'all need to go check Twitter. Check my Twitter. They <laughs> sent it to you. No, well, yeah, somebody from Barstool just sent it to me and it said, When well, oh, you gotta no. go, you gotta go. <laughs> Dude. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, I just need to know. I need to this know. This is the worst. Did he, did he poop his pants? Like that's all I need to know. In uh, the Okay, so just in case there's a podcast. Okay, alleged, covers, and this is alleged. This is all alleged. alleged. We don't know if he put this covers the fighting Irish, and the guy had to get up and run out because he almost shit himself. 
or did shit himself. He does give the little lean up, you know, like this. He does do like this, Joe. He gives a little lean up to kind of break wind, and then I think he shits himself. Dude, there's there's no way. Look at his face. But if you listen to it, there's some noise going on in the background. But like, I don't like, I don't know if somebody like abruptly called no, my him. Man pooped himself. <laughs> my man pooped himself. How do you poop yourself on live television? I can't. I have no comment. I'm not gonna get myself in trouble. <laughs> I, 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 I'm too connected to that. I'm. This is gonna get sent somewhere. I have no comment on it at all. But that is. Oh my god, that's so funny. <laughs> well, uh, it's a it's a shitty place to be. I'll just say that. I mean, you gotta you gotta just lean into that if you get caught doing that. Oh, he leaned it in a little too hard. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. I mean, he, he, when you uh, give that little, uh, you know, and then you come back down and your eyes get real big. Hey man, the be- every some of the best of us here have have pooped their pants. Okay, let's just <laughs> okay. First off. This isn't uh <laughs> first off. No, we have not. Okay. All right, last time you pooped your pants. <laughs> Dude, it's been Don't a answer long, that. Don't answer that. Long time. So Don't listen, you know that. what? The last time I pooped my pants, uh-huh. I was still in diapers. I never remember uh-huh. like I will literally go walk in the woods uh-huh. and pull my pants down and poo somewhere. I will pull poo on concrete. I am not crapping myself. Uh, it remind me to gonna happen. R- remind me to tell you on before we were go on Wednesday off air to to tell you a a, a funny story about sh- a, a, a co-host of mine. I will, I will tell you. Oh, so what did Sean me. do? No, 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 I can't. I can't. He would kill me if I say it on this show. Okay. But I will. I will tell you. Well, nice later. Adam Sandler reference. I caught that. And you're not cool unless you pee your pants. Okay, that's all we got to say here. <laughs> uh, you want to talk about this ACC thing really quickly? Or yeah, not really quickly. We got some time to talk about. It. Hell of a hell of a transition. Let's talk, let's talk about it. <laughs> I mean, it's a poo. It's a poo transition from yeah. the for the ACC to some extent. Now we hadn't talked about this a lot, Joe. On Monday, uh, or a week ago today, I came on the show and said I heard some things in reference to. I think that this will be done within a week to ten days. I still think it's going to be done within a week to ten days. There was supposed to be an ACC presidents meeting that was going to go on tonight and adding Stanford, Cal, and um, SMU, that was postponed because of the unfortunate events. Why are you laughing? I can't stop thinking about that video. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I'm so unprofessional. Continue. It's so stupid. (laughs) Okay. The unfortunate events that happened at UNC today Mm -hmm. with the school shooting. Regardless, stop, dude. Stop. Oh, I, I'm trying. I'm I'm sorry. Okay, with the unfortunate yes. events that happened today, they have postponed it. Joe, the only reason that they that these presidents go into a meeting is to allow the acceptance of Stanford Cal and uh SMU. I'm gonna tell you something, I'm gonna continue to tell you something, you're not gonna believe it. When they add Stanford and Cal, they are going all out for Notre Dame. I've been telling you this for six months. I, the okay, the Notre Dame thing. I don't know if I want to like concede I, it, and I get it. But name I'm not saying conceded. I'm waiting until 
there's they're not Notre Dame's not going to do it. Yet. You got some time. I, I think that hearing Swarbrick talk about a former Notre Dame AD, who I'm not the biggest fan of, talk about a lot of the the circumstances and everything with Stanford and Cal going to the ACC and his, I think, I believe he said that he was in support of it. I do think that that opens the door for Notre Dame because Notre Dame is going to make decisions and moves behind closed doors that are going to set them out up for a, a circumstance that they're comfortable with. So Warbrick, I believe one of his quotes off the top of my head to paraphrase, he was saying that, um, you know, to have more regional rivalries and have more regional competition, but Look, I'm just going to say this. This it it doesn't make any sense. We you can logically put together an argument for the Big 10 and the Pac-12, you know, the Big 10 taking Pac-12 teams because there is literally a team in the middle of the country that has scheduled a lot of western teams, that being Notre Dame. It's difficult, but it's doable. But to then force Stanford and Cal to play all of their away games all the way on the East Coast, not to mention the fact you're in the farthest northern part of California traveling to parts of the East Coast. Six, seven-hour flights. Seven might be pushing it for some of those, but still, that is a lot of air travel. That is idiotic. And if I'm Stanford and Cal why I wouldn't make that decision to to join the Mountain West to logistically keep things simple. Like what a, why would you do that? Why would you the put reason yourself you in would that do situation? it because after seven years you're gonna start getting fifty five to sixty to seventy million dollars in TV revenue. That's why. I sorry. The you think that the money though is worth making up if you're Stanford and you're making $30 million and you have the budget to hold on for seven years, and when you get done with this seven-year run, you're making 70 at that time, maybe $80 million a year. Yeah. I do think, I do think that a, a, a team like Stanford can afford it. You know who else can afford it? SMU. And it nobody will talk about SMU. It is going to be a massive day in Dallas, the day that you have another Power Five team in the state of Texas. Another one. By the way, if that team now goes to the ACC, Joe, they have boosters that are already going to pay their TV revenue that they were losing out on, okay? They're not doing anything different than they'd already be doing. Man... SMU is a sleeping giant if the right person gets in there. And they're going to fund it. And there's a lot of good players in Dallas. They, I mean, they were the first team to do NIL back in the 80s, late 70s. Yeah, Eric I don't know. Uh, uh, Eric Dickerson. All right, Eric Dickerson. What did I say? Eric Campbell? Yeah. Eric Dickerson with the Pony Express. I mean, they, they were the first you, to do it. Did you ever let anybody shit in his Pony Express? All right. <laughs> the poop jokes are going to last forever. But to that point, though, yeah, I mean, SMU with the money that they have, if they're in a real conference, that one I don't mind. Like, that one regionally makes sense. I just – the ACC is going to expand, go after teams that you can make the argument for for it to make sense. I 
I don't know why you're gonna you're gonna stress your scheduling. And the other thing too, it's not like you've got an arm of West Coast teams that they can all play each other. You've got two. You've got two teams that are gonna play each other. I understand what you're saying financially, that you want the money, you want all that. Like, yes, it's all very beneficial to your school and to your athletic departments, but why you wouldn't just join the Mountain West? If if them if those two schools, Washington State and Oregon State, the Mountain West's prowess, which was already one of the better G5 conferences, I, I mean, it's not far. That's ahead of the American. It's already a really good conference. Right. Rushman in here says that no one cares about SMU. Okay, that's that sounds cute, but I'm just going to let you know that their boosters are have literally flipped the bill yeah. For them to not make a single – so, Joe, Stanford and Cal will make money on TV revenue. Now, it won't be like the rest of the, the teams in the ACC, okay? They have literally already wrote the check to give them enough money to be able to withstand seven years to get into the Power Five. Don't sleep on them. Yeah, now, no, I you mean know – You know what's interesting in what you said, too, very quickly? Yeah. If – Notre Dame tells the ACC to get Stanford and to get Cal and even throw in SMU, another religious program. Academic right? school. SMU is really not a hard, easy school to right. get into. It's no, really it's not. It's not easy to get into. And then you go and join the Big Ten, you are going to have serious egg on your face. Serious egg on your face. Well, I mean, here's the th here's the thing, though. Notre Dame has always kind of been like the face type of program. Yes. No, no. People are some, some people are saying this in the chat that they're, you know, they think that they're the authority on college football. So, and Jack Swarbrick, I can't stand him. They're not thinks, the authority of football, but that, they I think they are. And Jack, Jack Swarbrick okay. thinks he's the commissioner of college football. So he would make moves like you this. Think he went the last time you think he shit his pants. <laughs> <laughs> this is, Destroy! I I should have sent you that this morning. Although it's you would have been in the place. place. I yeah. Texted. Look, dude. I literally have thirty-seven text messages on my phone. Every single one of them is the dude from Irish Breakdown chinning his pants. <laughs> I have thirty-seven of them, Joe. Everybody's like Blake. Look, he shit himself. To move past that, okay. Notre Dame. Yes, I do. I will say this is pretty damning that they are – are. this is setting them up to go to the ACC. I just don't – I'm not inside the head of the, the current athletic director. Like, was that something that was talked about? The, well, they the said in the report from Ross Dellinger that it wasn't just Swarbrick that made the decision. It was the other AD that's coming in that advised them to do that as well. And, again, I don't know if that's some sort of – you know, we consider ourselves to be the – the pinnacle of college football and people should listen to us and we want to help make moves for other programs so that they, the other side of this too, is that they've played Cal a decent amount, but Stanford has been a historic rival for recruiting reasons for being able right. to go to that region. That also could just be for the sake of keeping a competitive opponent because they don't want to have to play a bad Stanford team that's in a nothing conference. Well, you know what else? You know what else it could be doing? This was the real first thought that I had when I saw that Notre Dame was doing that. Mm -hmm. You know what team hurts? It hurts the worst if there's only two conferences. It hurts yeah. Notre Dame the most. 
because they will probably, because of how rules would change, just hear me out, would have to finally pick something. They're not going to be the only independent program in the country. They're not going to be. They're not going to be. The, they'd be there with Navy and Army. Maybe. And air, and they're probably going to join a conference their own damn selves. Well, Navy is in a conference. They're in the American. They've Correct. already done they're, that. They've already done that. Air Force is what now in the Mountain West. I don't know what yeah. conference Army's in. So I don't think Army's in anything. So there you go. It felt like that they were trying to to stop the only there only being two big conferences by help by saving the ACC. That's let's not, act, let's not act like Notre Dame if the, if it goes down to being Big Ten SEC that one con, one of those conferences and just pick up the phone and say hey you want to join and they say yes. They, no, but they, I don't think I don't think that Notre Dame wants to do that because I think they don't. They don't want to do that because they want the seventy five million that they're going to get from NBC and if they have to join a conference. I'm sure that they believe that they would make less money. They're trying to save to some extent. I don't disagree with what they're doing. I kind of like that they're trying to save college football and save the ACC. I, I really think it's the first thing that they've done from an academic, from a from a, a, a athletic decision in a while that makes some sense. I kind of applaud them a little bit. Can you wait? Can you say that one more time? I applaud Notre Dame. Can you? Can you? I'll say, say that? I don't have anything. I don't have any worries. I applaud them for trying to say. No, 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 no. Say I applaud Notre Dame, so I can clip it. I, I won't do that. <laughs> yeah, I tried. <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't really matter if you clipped it anyway, because the poo video would be taken over, so it wouldn't really matter. The other part of this, though, I, it's I, got I do. Got a million agree. views already. And as a million, oh, I am praying. I am praying for that guy. I don't know who that guy is. Uh, I don't know who he is. Oh but my god! It is being sent around because I have also been in being sent it as well. Anyway, all right. Uh, anything else you want to wrap up before we get out of here? <laughs> my, my girlfriend sent me it. Sorry. <laughs> well, I uh, know that's it. Maybe there are no more red flags with her. She's going to send you a video like that, you know. She Maybe she doesn't care that your TV's not mounted. No, she probably is quietly judging me. She just won't say it. I mean, she did She did start dating you. I mean, that should have been a red flag in and of itself. Exactly. Exactly. I'm not exactly the brightest, the brightest child. Yeah, I guess not. All right. So we're back Wednesday. We'll talk some LSU, Florida State. Who else do we have on the docket? Who did I text you? North Carolina, UNC, and then there was one. North Carolina and UNC. You mean South Carolina and UNC? (laughs) South Carolina and UNC. And then the last night I texted you was Clemson Duke. So those are the the three later week games that we're going to talk about. We might sprinkle some other teams in there too. Yeah, yeah. Like, and yeah. we're gonna do our we're gonna do our game picks, so that's that those combos are gonna be in there too. All right, we'll see you guys Wednesday. Y'all have a good one. Peace. Don't shit yourself. <laughs>